Welcome to the Wounds of the Faithful podcast, brought to you by DSW Ministries. Your host is singer, songwriter, speaker, and domestic violence advocate, Diana Winkler. She is passionate about helping survivors in the church heal from domestic violence and abuse and trauma. This podcast is not a substitute for professional counseling or qualified medical help. Now, here is Diana. again. Welcome back. This will be part two of the healing power of music. I will continue to talk about music in general, about my musical journey, my project in process, and playing around with my new Juno synthesizer. (laughs) Whatever else inspires me. Who knows, you might even get a song out of me. So thanks for joining me today. Get your favorite beverage, a comfy chair, and hang out with me. You may be multitasking right now. That's great too. I do that a lot. So let's talk about music. Okay, so how would you guys like to hear some behind-the-scenes footage of us playing tracks for my original song, Break These Chains. I think I can provide that. So the video that I have is when our guitarist, Dennis Rush, he came over to lay the guitar tracks. So he does a rhythm guitar and then he does, I guess, embellishment. And so Brian's in the background playing the drums, of course. He's not on the camera, but we're doing this to a scratch vocal, meaning I had already done a vocal line, just so Dennis has a frame of reference as to when he comes in and comes out in the music. So I have a little bit of video of me playing the organ So this is very raw and we're just practicing and we probably did it three or four times. I don't remember which take it was that I videoed our practice, but so this is not perfect. There are mistakes in there, I'm sure. (laughs) Please don't judge us, (laughs) but you will hear the final product eventually when it's completed. So here's uh, a little bit of video of Dennis and me playing Break These Chains. Thank you. 
Okay, so I was listening to the Business Side of Music podcast. It's a pretty good podcast for if you're um, a musician of any any genre. And they had this guest on the show that um, I took notes on. Um, it was a holistic approach to music and its effects by Mindy Pearson Music.com. Um, so I'm just gonna tell you some of the the highlights of what she said. She says that music lights up our brain. It affects child development. Music imprints on child child brains. So what you expose your children to growing up really helps them to um, develop. Keep that in mind. She was talking about that hook in music. That's the part of the song that gets stuck in your head in the wee hours of the night and you can't get it out of your head. And it is, whether it's a good song or a bad song, but that is the power of music to do that. So when you write a, <laughs> you write a song, write something that's that will help somebody or encourage somebody or uplift somebody because um, it's going to be stuck in their head for a long time. But yeah, she talked about how music is used in TV shows, movies, commercials. Again, going back to they want to create some sort of a mood for their commercial or movie. Going back to those horror movies or, you know, Jaws. She says to turn... Turn the mute button on and see how good that movie is without the music. How powerful is that commercial to sell you something you don't want to buy without that music on? Kind of interesting if you think about it. And she even talks about trauma in her interview, which I thought that was interesting because the podcast is not a abuse podcast, but she said that melody and trauma meld both sides of the brain put together. Hearing things in a song makes a bigger impact. We, we just talked about that earlier, that I talk about my abuse, I sing about abuse, write songs because it makes a bigger impact. So this is encouraging to me because I have memory issues. And she said that music and memory are very well intertwined and music is the last thing to go away. So you may have somebody in a nursing home with Alzheimer's or dementia, or you may have heard of someone like this 
that could not remember their own family members. They could not dress themselves or feed themselves or read, but they could sit at a piano and they can play a song that they knew from years gone by, which is really exciting because I love music, obviously, and I will have to agree that the music part of my brain is definitely stronger than the other parts of my brain that I have trouble with memory. I do notice that, okay, I know the tune. I'm familiar with the tune, but I might not be able to tell you who wrote that song. Or I might not be able to tell you what the title of the song is, but I am able to play it or I'm able to sing. I, I was listening to my Spotify playlist and I had realized that I hadn't listened to Keith Green in a long time and I own all of his albums. I have all of his sheet music here behind me on my shelf, some of which is out of print and all of his sermons in print. And I hadn't listened to Keith Green in probably years because that was one of my, my ex-husband's favorite musicians. And so that kind of, I've kind of stopped listening to it for a while because that would trigger me. But again, as we talk about healing, I am a, in a much farther place in my journey where I can listen to Keith Green and enjoy it. And yeah, it does remind me of my ex, but I can look past that and remember why I originally listened to Keith Green, how I was called into the ministry by his music, how my Christian growth has been empowered by his music. Anyway, I was listening to his music on the way to somewhere and I was amazed how I knew every word. I listened to two albums. All I would need was the introductory chords and I knew all of the words by heart. It was very encouraging to me because some days I, I, I don't remember people's names. I don't remember where things are. I don't, uh, yeah, I just went through four weeks of training at work and then I went through that training because I didn't remember the training from the first time I went through it. Anyhow, back to what I was talking about on, on this podcast, I'm looking at my notes here. She told a story similar to what I said about Alzheimer's patients that there was a lady that had Alzheimer's and she, you know, she wasn't very cognitive as to what was going on around her. She was in a wheelchair and she used to be a dancer, a ballet dancer. And so the guest of the podcast said that this woman, when somebody turned on Swan Lake, she would sit in her chair and she would come alive. Her arms 
you know, we're moving like so, like a swan. And her face was just lit up with the music. And it was magical. How magical that was. Of course, as soon as the music's turned off, you know, she, she didn't know the people in the room beside her. But again, see, that is the power that music has. We always say, use music for good. You know, I teach music. I teach voice. I have for many years. And they all want to know how to be famous, right? They all want to know how they can get on American Idol or The Voice or whatever. And this is a different subject altogether. But I have a blog post on my website if you want to research that further. I tell them... You don't, we don't need another Christina Aguilera. We don't need another Ariana Grande or Elton John or Michael Jackson. Those, those places are taken. They need you. What makes you unique and individual? You don't need to copy somebody else. People ask me all the time how they can be famous. Well, Instead of asking, how can I get rich and famous? Let's ask ourselves, how can I use my gifts that I've been given for good? And I always say, if, if, if it's rap music, which the only rap music I'm really familiar with is probably Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or Run DMC from the 80s or Toby Mac, kind of rap-ish, hip-hop-ish. Uh, I'm not really familiar with a whole lot of rap music, but what I, I do know is it's known for negative messages, toxic messages, dark messages. So I do know that there are rap musicians out there that have positive music. Be like one of those guys. Okay, whatever genre you're going to create from. In fact, any kind of media you create from, whether it's painting or drawing, dancing, singing, playing, sculpture, use it to make the world a better place. We already know the place is evil. The world is evil. There's a lot of horrible things going on in our world right now. We need music that's going to uplift us. It's okay for your your music to have a message. It's okay to be passionate about something that you want, a message you want to give to the world, some maybe social justice you want to communicate with music. But make sure it ends on a happy note. Make sure it ends with resolving. Make sure there's a, a happy ending. <laughs> A purpose for the music. Not all of you are creators out there. The same thing with paintings. And I'm getting off. I'm getting off track. I know here. Uh, she ends this podcast with some of what I was talking about. Different songs that evoke very specific things. So, like here's one of my favorite Rocky Rocky theme, which is called "Flying High Now." Very very popular song. 
So what do you feel like doing when you hear that song, which I can't play, <laughs> but you all know what it is. You feel like going out and doing a jog or running or push-ups or cleaning out the garage. I know that's how I feel. Who wants to exercise? <laughs> I know it's good for me. I know just like eating your vegetables, you got to exercise, not just for losing weight. It's just overall health. I don't know anybody who you put on the Rocky theme <laughs> who doesn't want to go out there and do something, go outside for a walk or, like I said, do a couple of jumping jacks or run up the stairs. <laughs> yes, I've climbed up the art museum steps many times, seen the statue, watched the movies, all of the movies multiple times. Here's what all she said that I didn't think of. How about the organ playing music at a baseball game? I mean, how how cool is that? You can't have a baseball game without that organ music. Take me out to the ball game or going, saying, uh, doing God Bless America or Star Spangled Banner or what other songs are they playing? Um, I don't know if it's copyrighted, so I, I, I don't want to play it on here and get in trouble. But yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You can't have a baseball game without that organ music. It's such a part of the culture of baseball and the and the fun of going to a game and eating a hot dog, right? Uh, music in the grocery stores. You know, music is the elevator music. You go into an elevator and they're playing some awful stuff in there. And it's instrumental. I haven't been in an elevator in a long time that had music. I can't remember the last time I was in an elevator that had music. So maybe they stopped doing that. Uh, but you definitely go to the grocery store and there is music in there. And believe it or not, they use that music to get you to buy things. <laughs> so that's what Mindy Peterson has stated in her her podcast and you're thinking no that's that's not true I have a list and I buy the things that I want to buy well we all who are in merchandising know that it, that isn't true you go into the any store any store on the planet it is built to suck you in and to move you into places in the store where they want your attention and they want you to buy they have the displays, they have music, they have the perfume counter. Beautiful things set up there. Imagine going into a store and not having music piped into the background. Kind of funny, huh? And we already mentioned the Washington Post, which you all know that marching music. If you ever watched the PBS special or public television, Capitol on the 4th, it's really good. And they have... Boston Pops or the Cincinnati Pops playing and they play a whole lot of that marching music. Anyway, if you want to learn more about what Mindy Peterson has said, she's at mindypetersonmusic.com. Her podcast is called Enhanced Life with Music Podcast. If you want to hear the whole the whole podcast I was listening to, again, it's on the, the business side of music. You can do a search in Spotify for that or wherever else you get podcasts, but yeah, just thought we'd 
we'd mention those things because I thought they were interesting and related to our topic. But I wanted to tell you a little bit about my album coming up. I'm working on a project. It is an album that is a concept album, meaning that there's a theme and the theme is healing from abuse. And that of course goes with my ministry as we were talking about before. So I have just finished getting the permission for the cover songs that are going to be on my album. The reason why I didn't play some songs here on my keyboard is because of copyright infringement. They will take my podcast down if I play a song on here that I do not have permission from publisher or the author. So I have, I think, 12 songs that I'm going to do in this concept album, and some of them are cover tunes, and I'd like to play them here on the podcast as well as obviously recording them. So I had just finished getting permission for all of those and it's not cheap. If that's something you're thinking of doing, it's it's $70 a song. And so I very, very carefully <laughs> picked the songs that I wanted to do on this album. I made some mistakes on the first album. There were some songs looking back that's like, eh. I didn't really add any value to uh, to that song, or maybe I didn't do justice to the song. It surprises me who likes certain songs that I've recorded that maybe aren't my favorites, but somebody else really loves it or loves my arrangement. So who am I to say, right? But I wanted to tell you about it because I'm starting to record. I'm starting to record here in my studio. I first am going to start with my original song, Break These Chains. That is my abuse story, put to music, as well as a couple other abuse stories of people that I know. I wrote that in 2010. And it was done by, the music was done by studio musicians in Australia, actually. So I wasn't there in the studio with them. I recorded my vocals on top of their instruments, of course. Um, I came up with the lyrics and the basic melody line and chord progression, but the feedback on that song, and more than one person has said this to me, that I need to redo that song because one, it's a blues tune, which my husband, Brian, kind of got me interested in blues and I thought, oh, blues would be a really good medium for my abuse song. But people have told me more than once that it's too happy of a music friend who listened to it. And he said, you know, when I listen to your song, I'm not imagining some somebody sitting on the front porch, some crotchety old guy with a cigar and, you know, sitting in a rocking chair playing a blues tune in the South, talking about abuse. I don't imagine that in my head at all. Your voice is too happy and too smooth and the music is too uppity and quick. So I kind of took that with a grain of salt, but then I had other people telling me that too, where I started to question, well, maybe I should revise the song. Me and Brian joined a blues band, a couple of folks from our church, 
and one of the, the the guitar players said hey well we can play your song let's play your song we were playing a couple of other cover tunes hey why don't we do your song you got a blues song and when i played it they said well how about we put it in a lower key and let's change the tempo to go a bit slower that should make it a little more bluesy sounding it should put you in your lower register more i trust dennis who's my guitar player he's incredible i told him i did not want to change the words the words are very important to me i worked very hard on them so they agreed okay we're not going to change the lyrics i have three verses plus a bridge so i may do the full version and the song is on my website so you guys can go and listen to it and it's on youtube on my youtube channel it's it's there to to listen to if you want but i'm going to take it down as soon as i'm finished recording the new version but they had a lot of good points about it i did have to kind of fudge some of the words together or take some of the words out to make it fit the new rhythm but I still didn't change the meaning of the song, so I'm okay with that. Anyway, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a soprano. So blues tunes, I'm normally now singing in my lower register. <laughs> and uh, so that's the first one that I'm going to record. I have a, a guy named Mike that plays the harmonica. So he's going to put a harmonica in instead of the saxophone that's on the original recording which will make it more bluesy again i will have my juno here to put in the i wanted a, a hammond b sound on my song and so my previous digital pianos did not have that and so i uh i decided that i was going to get this juno just for that for those sounds really good organ sounds of course, Brian will be on the drums. Anyway, the rest of my album, if I can pull up my list here real quick, tell you what's going to be. I have quite a few different genres on here. So another blues song that I'm going to have on there, it's called Death Came Knockin', also called Traveling Shoes. That is a, a spiritual, a really, really old song from the uh, Civil War era. That's a really fun song to sing. It's another song that you may be familiar with. It's called A Million Dreams. If you've seen Hugh Jackman in The Greatest Showman, that's one of the great songs on that album. Hugh Jackman sings it with, with the children. I'll be doing my version of it. Yeah, we had tickets to see Hugh Jackman when he was in town. It cost as much as a mortgage payment. It was, it was our um, anniversary gift. So uh, we didn't get front front row seats, but we got like there's a catwalk that comes out from the stage, and then you, we weren't in front of the catwalk. We were to the left of the catwalk, and so we definitely got pretty close, not touching distance. But anyway, that was that was pretty exciting. He did some of the songs from Les Mis that he was in, and a lot of show tunes, a lot of songs from his 
let's see, he was in Oklahoma. And I've met people that don't even know that he can sing and dance. He's he's 50 years old and he was keeping up with the 20 year olds. It was crazy. Um, he's not doing a show anymore right now, especially with the pandemic, but I did a review of of his concert on my blog. So you can go and look that up and and I have video of my view from the side of the catwalk. The videos aren't very good. They wouldn't let us bring our good camera in there. We could only bring it in our phone. So don't expect <laughs> don't expect anything good in there. But A Million Dreams is one of the songs that I'm going to do. I think it it's a very positive, uplifting song. Every night I lie in bed, brightest colors fill my head. A million dreams are keeping me awake. I'm not warmed up, as you can tell, but it's a wonderful song. I'm going to do a couple classical songs from the classical years that I really, really love. The Lord is My Light. That's a really awesome song. Uh, lots of high notes um, taken right from the Psalms. I'm going to do a French song called Repentir. Uh, oh, Divine Redeemer is the English equivalent. It's a song about repentance. It, the language is very colorful and very... There's a lot of lamentations in there. Lamenting. I've always loved it. I've loved the chords. Lots of beautiful high notes. So I'm probably going to do a, a version in French and then a version in English. Because I sing in French. I think you're going to love it. So I've got some Easter songs that I picked. I don't know if they're going to go on the healing album, but I've sang Via Dolorosa, which a lot of you are probably familiar with. So you can see me singing that in Spanish on the concert that I did in Paris. And my friend Chris Hakame, he's a flamenco guitarist, he recorded the track for me with his flamenco uh, Spanish guitar licks, and it's gorgeous. So check that out. I'll put that in the show links for you. The other one is Mozart. This song is usually played during Easter. It's Alleluia, Exultante, Jubilante. And there's only one word to the song. It's Alleluia. <laughs> it's beautiful. If you've never heard it, gorgeous. One of my signature songs that I do a lot is The Holy City. It's usually done at Easter time. And I sing that in Paris, too. I was going to sing it in Israel when we were there. We were at the Colosseum in Caesarea. And the tour guide asked, okay, who, who do we got in the audience that's singer? So me and two other girls raised their hands. So we went up there on the stage. And I was going to sing the Holy City because I thought I was going to be the only one shanghaied into singing um, without any preparation. <laughs> but two other ladies got up there and we sang we sang some other praise tunes off the top of my head. I can't remember what they are, but I really love the song. I never get sick of it. I can sing it in my sleep. Now, if you want to hear the, the studio version, I have that on my, my first album, Classic Favorites. I also, I had it at the end of Wayne Stiles' interview. If you remember him, he was on our show. The Holy City was at the end of that interview, and I also did a slideshow presentation with 
all of my pictures from Israel. And it was really hard to pick all those pictures, but anyway. If you didn't hear Wayne Stiles' interview, you can go and watch that. More contemporary stuff that I'm going to do. One is called Lord Is It Mine. And I'd never heard the song before and it was I thought it was so beautiful. I thought the message of the song was really great. And so I decided to include it in my collection. My husband likes it and thought it was a good idea. The second one on my list here, it's called Your God Will Come. The choral song, a lot of the churches that I've been a part of, we sang this song in choir. And it's gorgeous. Song talks about your your God will come with a vengeance. He will come with a vengeance to save you. And it's based on a, a verse in Isaiah, I believe. So I'm gonna do a arrangement that I created on that. I will have a choir backup. Well, let's see. The next song is The Living Proof. It's kind of an R&B flavor. Um, it talks, the song talks about a lot of, a lot of tragedy and a lot of suffering and all the things that we go through in life. And I thought that this song would apply to a lot of things, domestic violence or abuse, the living proof. You know, I'm the living proof. I've gotten through all this stuff. Many don't survive, but I'm the living proof. Got another song called I'm Okay. Somebody gave me this song or somebody told me about the song or I heard it somewhere and it just, it just floored me. It just touched me in so many ways, dripped me right open. Let me tell you, definitely it's, it's about abuse and you know, her mother being thrown down the stairs and being hit. And it's about a lot of really sad things being thrown down stairs and being hit and being afraid and her father coming home and hearing the footsteps or he was going to come into her room. And yeah, it's, it's, um, a heartbreaking, difficult song, but I, I'm going to include it in my, in my list. The next one on my list is need you now. And it, I'm going to talk about gut wrenching. The verses in the chorus in the song are just so fitting to how we feel when we're going through abuse and trauma and I had to have it. <laughs> so. Um, and it's, and it's funny, well, not funny, but I re I'm rehearsing these songs and coming up with the arrangements to these songs and I'm just crying through all of them. <laughs> I just bawl my eyes out and I'm thinking, how am I supposed to record these songs? So we'll see what happens. I haven't done vocals on any of these yet, but I'm, I'm just getting the, the piano tracks laid down right now. Um... <laughs> Oh, another one is, it's called Thou Art Mine, and it's written by my, my voice teacher in college. She was a huge mentor for me. She was my, my pastor's wife in college, in the Spanish church, actually, and she was my music mentor. She was the one responsible for me starting to write music, and we kind of lost touch after I left. But I started piano lessons with her and voice lessons, formal training with her. I would like to include one of her songs in here. I recently found out from listening to a podcast, um, Eric Skwarzynski's podcast, Preacher Boys. She was on that podcast and she told her story of how she was sexually abused um, by her father-in-law. 
who is the pastor of the church. And I had no clue. I mean, I was dealing with my own abuse at the time and going through college and the, the trials of being in college. But she was always there for me when I would come for, for lessons and she would pay for my books. And, and she would listen to my sob story of the week of whatever 20-year-olds go through. She wasn't that much. I think she was a year younger than me. I found out about her abuse and how her uh, in-laws treated her. And I already know that being in the ministry is absolutely exhausting. And then raising a family is, it's almost more than you can bear. And she, um, she was in a car accident. And one of the reasons why I bought that turntable I mentioned and the cassette player was because I had gone through my bookcase and I found some of her old cassette tapes of her albums that she recorded and I couldn't listen to them without using my husband's um, complicated and expensive tape deck in here. And I started listening to her music again and I thought, I started just crying my eyes out because I know her and I thought she had this perfect life. She had, she's a beautiful lady, beautiful voice, and an incredible piano player. And you know, she had these wonderful children and I thought a perfect husband and um, I didn't know what was going behind the scenes. And so, and then listening to her music again, cause I always wondered about her, her lyrics. Her lyrics were very melancholy and there was a lot of lamenting in those verses. And she told me that she would write music from the Psalms. And yeah, there are definitely some Psalms that she wrote Psalm 51. She wrote the song that was based on Psalm 51. And then, but there were other songs that I was like, now that I know her story, oh my goodness. I'm like, that's why she wrote that song. That's why her songs sound like lamenting. She couldn't tell anybody about the abuse. I didn't know. She had lost her voice at one time. I came in for a piano lesson. She couldn't really sing. And she had just given birth to one of her kids. And she had told me because of the hormone fluctuations in her pregnancy, she couldn't sing and she had to go and get uh, vocal therapy. I did not know until after that podcast interview she did that she was that was when she was being raped, you know, blackmailed and abused. And she had to pretend like everything was okay. Anyway, this, the song, I want, I want to ask her permission to use um, the song in my album. I definitely want to have her on the show. I just, I haven't gotten around it to getting her on the show. I'm, I'm going to try and do that this week. Maybe she'll sing or play for us. What I want to do is called Thou Art Mine. And she... Uh, there's a verse in Isaiah, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee and the, and the rivers shall not flow over thee. Do not doubt when the fire burns all around thee. I'll be with thee in all thou goest through. Thou art mine, I have redeemed thee. I love that passage of scripture and um, I love how she, I love her song. Um, let's see, the next next song is called I Know the Plans. Morris Chapman, he's written so many hymns. He's a modern hymn writer. He's incredible. And 
you've probably heard several of his songs, but he, he does the song, I Know the Plans I Have for You, that's based on Jeremiah 29.11, is the theme to my podcast, the theme to my ministry, the life verse for me. So I've always loved the song, and so I definitely had to have it in my album. And I think you're going to love it if you don't, if you don't know it already. It's pretty popular. At least back in the 70s, it was very popular. Um, the next, the next song is Jesus Loves Me. And it's not the traditional children's song, Jesus Loves Me. It's a different tune altogether. You know, being lost in chains, the world had a hold on me. I was covered in shame um, until you came for me. Jesus loves me. He is for me. Practicing the song is really hard. I mean, I got the... I got the waterworks going right now, just thinking of the song. And I talked to one of my girls in my my previous groups. We were just kind of connecting and I was seeing how she was doing. And I told her I was going to put this song in there in my new album. And she shared with me that even though she had, she's been through Mending the Soul and she's gone through counseling and she loves the Lord and stuff, she doubts that Jesus loves her because she fails every day. But I fail all the time. Um, I just think that this, this song would be a great addition just for her sake. Jesus does love you. Even though you don't, you don't feel like he loves you, you've messed up, you've blown it, he, he does still love you. So there's another song, Start All Over Again, and it just really impressed me right away. There were songs that I, that I hear for the first time, and it's like, whoa, the, the lyrics go, as long as you are breathing, you can start all over again. All of us that are in leaving abusive relationships we're starting over again i help people who are starting over again in my mentoring program i really really love the song it's a jazz tune i'm really interested in the the lyrics of the song which are awesome and it's it's basically a acoustic guitar bass of a song beautiful one of the greatest songs I think is going to be on this album called The Healing Has Begun. And I have, I have sung it before. The only time that I have sung it was at my previous church. They had the Storytellers series. The choir director, um, Jesse Young, asked people who wanted to tell their story of struggle and how they overcame their struggles. And she asked me to tell my abuse story. And I had never told anybody i've never told anybody in public my abuse story and so i had to cram like 13 years of abuse into nine minutes uh which was not easy but i'm reading from paperwork on my stand because i knew i was going to be emotional <laughs> which i was i had to do it for both services the early service in my and then the uh, second service, and it was it was really hard. And my my dad and my stepmother came, and it was a surprise. I didn't know that they were coming. 
I had invited all these people to come and hear my story and, and sing. So yeah, I sang, break these chains in the beginning. And then I sang, the healing has begun after my story. I didn't know that my, my dad and my stepmom were coming. I did not know my friend Julie and her family were coming. My stepmom brought my oldest brother, who has now passed away, to hear me tell my story. So my voice definitely cracked. I cried through one of them. I think it was first service I cried. Second service, I think I did better. And I think, I'm not mistaken, I think that's the recording. Anyway, so you can hear me tell my story and sing The Healing Has Begun. And we have an ensemble singing the background vocals, which sound really cool. Sound really good. And I really, really love that song. You know, that's part of my ministry is the healing has begun. You've carried the weight of your secrets for way too long. Thinking if, if, if there's a place of forgiveness, you don't belong. I mean, if that isn't my ministry, what is, right? <laughs> it's an awesome song. I'm going to do, again, my own version of this song. I will have a choir backup. So yeah, that is definitely going to be on there. I want to do a Christmas album that might might be done after I finish the healing concept album. Christmas songs I'd like to do is the Candlelight Carol, which was written by John Rudder. The Candlelight Carol is one of my favorite Christmas songs. You've probably heard it. Uh, Virgin Slumber Song is another one of my favorite songs. I have a version of that on my YouTube channel. I think I've played it during Christmas on the podcast at the end of my episodes. I can't remember which one. It's a really, really old song. Shepherd's Watch, Michael Card. I think one of my favorite Christmas albums, modern Christmas albums, is Michael Card, The Promise. Wow. It's not Christmas without listening to that album for me. And I cry through it every single year really brings the spirit of Christmas. And so one of my favorite songs of that album is The Shepherd's Watch. He's an incredible songwriter. If, you've, if you're familiar with Michael Card, he did Joseph's Song, which I think is on that album. Most people know that song. Um, a song that Paul, my piano teacher, gave me is called Would You Be Lost in Bethlehem? It's a really old song. I have never heard of it before. I've got a huge collection of Christmas music. And he's like, you've got to do this song. It's beautiful. And we've done concerts together. I think I have it on my YouTube channel. I don't remember if I put it on there or not. And he knows exactly what kind of music that I like to sing and my range and the style that I prefer. So, because we've worked together for so many years, 21 years now we've worked together. And it's really exciting since I've been to Bethlehem now. <laughs> I've been there and so now when I sing the song I, I know what Bethlehem looks like and where the caves are where Jesus was born and I know where the shepherd's field is. You know it's it's so exciting. Another one that I like you probably have heard it's a modern Christmas song. Hallelujah light has come. When I was at my church the church that I was at when I met my my husband Brian here the church put on a festival of light. They would light the whole auditorium up with these strands, thousands of strands of lights hanging across the ceiling and, you know, decorated for Christmas. A drama 
program and then music in, intertwined in the drama. And we'd actually did dancing. This was a Baptist church too. It wasn't not a fundamental Baptist church, but it was, I think it's American Baptist, but we, we did some choreography in some of those songs. Nothing big because we had, <laughs> we had people with hip replacements, you know, and we were on stairs on choir lofts. So yeah, that was pretty fun though. Hallelujah Has Come was one of the songs that we sang one year. I'd never heard of, but they had us, the choir singing the background and they had the trio singing, um, you know, the trio part in the song. And then that was the scene where, you know, baby Jesus is in the manger and Mary and Joseph are gazing down at, at Jesus. And they sing this song during that time in the show. And it's very moving if you've never heard it. So I've got the rights to all of these songs. I may, I may put them on the podcast, have you hear them in the rough stage of the song. It'll be kind of like what I did with Break These Chains that I played on the organ here. He'll be on pitch and he'll be playing the piano, but it won't be a finished song. It won't be mastered or mixed or anything like that. But I wanted to have some music to play on the podcast to encourage you and uplift you. And yeah, these songs will eventually be available for purchase individually as well as a collection. I'm not going to do a CD this time. People today, they want the digital I understand that. Because, um, I didn't have a CD player in the house either. I have a CD player in my car, but that's it. So anything that I want to listen to has to be in the car. I'm not going to leave out those of you that do like CDs or prefer CDs, um, but I will burn them individually. We have a CD burner here and we'll, we'll give you the artwork, of course, that goes with it. So the best part of me doing new music is that I'm going to do some concert. So I've got some of you are in other parts of the world. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at my stats and I got four of you in France. So that was really exciting. So merci. It's most likely going to be on a Saturday morning because Saturday morning it's usually dinner time over in Europe. So that might be when I will be doing that band practice in here the other day. Some of the first concerts that I'm going to do on the internet will be me and this Juno here. I'm going to pick my favorites, my absolute favorites. Um, I'd like to hear your comments on this episode, any of my episodes for that matter. I've already told you, you can listen to my music, you can buy my music on my website, dswministries.org. You can go on my YouTube channel, DSW Ministries, and watch some of the songs that I've talked about. If you want to be included on when these concerts will be happening, the only way I can really tell you about the dates and times is if you are signed up with my email newsletter. You can sign up on my website. There's a pop-up that comes on there. You plug in your email address, you get a free song, get a free mp3 download in my store, whatever song you choose. So I have no way of 
notifying you that there's going to be a concert or notifying you that one of my songs has been released for download or you know any kind of meetups or without being on my list so please sign up for that if you know me at all if you've been following me at all I do not send out a lot of emails a lot of you probably like I thought you fell off the edge of the planet because I haven't gotten an email from you in eons I only email to let you know some really exciting things happening in my life you know maybe you want to know about some of the future guests that are coming on the show and you know I have awesome guests on this show I think I've talked enough for today I hope this was at least a break from the abuse stuff <laughs> so I will leave you with our message a reminder that you are no longer a victim you are victorious don't forget that we'll see you next week God bless you thank you for listening to the wounds of the faithful podcast if this episode has been helpful to you please hit the subscribe button and tell a friend you can connect with us at dswministries.org where you'll find our blog along with our Facebook Twitter and our YouTube channel links hope to see you next week <laughs>